beat administration with the help of Annie Budge. A 15 point advantage and the hearts are going up. Oh, oh hi listeners. Hi, hi. hi. sorry. We're just having a, a hearty sing song here. Well, appropriate for the Hearts podcast. Way I'm punning pun Whoa. machine. Yep. Everybody's glad we decided to record today. Definitely. And who are we? I'm Nicole Hay. I'm Robert Borthwick. And I'm Fridgy. Fridgy! Fridgy! Fridgy's back. It's yeah. a packed, packed episode and a tight deadline, so yep. we're just going to <laughs> race through and bring you all the action from uh, Cowden Beath and hey. from Livingston. Hey. hey! Where is it? I don't like Livingston. That's it's not a nice place. That's where Nicole's from. Yeah, I'm, I know. I'm, I'm aware of that. I'm, I'm fairly into Livingston. <laughs> You're fairly out of Livingston. Well, you can wait to get out of there, surely. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Yep, yep. It was not. It's a, it's a it's a beautiful land with not many opportunities for people who want to work in the media. <laughs> <laughs> I never know. It's got an underpass system as well. It's very experienced. It's got a wonderful. Yeah, well, we uh, me and Rob managed to escape the madding crowds who were all walking down to Livingston Stadium, but by my intricate knowledge of the. The underpasses of Ealyburn. The local, the local knowledge of Nicol Hay. Yeah, it was, uh, it was great. We got there a full three and a half minutes before everyone else. Yeah, um, unmolested. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sure. Well, that was uh, that was Livingston chat. Uh, now we'll talk about Hearts games. Uh, Cowdenbeath. Well, what yeah. an experience Cowdenbeath was. Yeah. What a place. What a place. Yeah, I, I will not stand for you slagging off Livingston when we're in the very next breath going to talk about <laughs> Cowden Beath. Hands down the worst stadium I've ever been to, Robert Discuss. Uh, yeah, it was pretty fucking grim, to be honest with you. I mean, it's generally, actually, I think one of the... It felt like I was in jail. <laughs> but without all the sodomy. Oh, it was just... Um, it was... No, it was... It was, uh, it was pretty horrible. I couldn't see it. Like, I had to... I spent the entire match squinting to see through the fence. And then when I could get to you know any sight through the fence, I was still seven miles away from the pitch. So <laughs> if any of you have not had the pleasure of Cowden Beef, it has been designed almost completely to 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 the detriment of every aspect of watching football. <laughs> uh, you have the in favour of stock car racing. In favour of stock car racing, yeah. It's a original. I take it it wasn't built as a stock car stadium. That just kind of happened to it. It's it's always been a multi-purpose stadium. Uh, a multi-purpose like, leisure facility it's like the, multi-purpose where it has the purpose for one thing it's like, right we're going to build a stadium for stock cars but what do we put in the middle do, do we have a football team or that I don't know should we just invent one I wish they just made that a fucking pitch and put <laughs> how old are Cowden Beef I take it that kind of was that their oh, own? They're, they're probably nigh on a hundred years old I mean they've, they've so I'm, been assuming about... I'm assuming stock car racing didn't come before Cowden Beef Football Club I don't believe Cowden Beef always played there Mm. I think they fished them out of local park and said, have a stadium. This seems like the sort of thing that uh, wiser men would research. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, you've got a football pitch surrounded by uh, a a tarmac ring, at least... Pristine tarmac ring. Pristine tarmac ring, at least 15 feet wide. And then you've got an embankment. And then you've got a fence. And then you've got a little bit of terracing. Then you've got another sort of 10 foot wide path. And then you've got the rest of the terracing. That's summed up pretty well, actually, yeah. So you and and no roof and no atmosphere and no joy and no happiness whatsoever. No, I I quite liked it. It was like going to Eastern Europe to the stadiums in Eastern Europe without going to Eastern Europe. So none of the advantages of going to Eastern Europe. (laughs) Yeah, there wasn't even cheap beer. Yeah, no cheap beer, no raven-haired beauties. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Come to think of it. 
Cowden beef isn't that good. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, when you list all of its uh, attributes, there's no positive ones. <laughs> I do find it a charming place for some reason, and I just don't know why. I think it is because it's like stepping back in time. <laughs> it's just, it really is an awful place, but I like it for that. Yeah. Whereas Livingston, I hate, just categorically. <laughs> Can't stand the place. <laughs> sorry, Nicole. <laughs> sorry for it. Well, yeah, Livingston... I, I am sorry for anyone from Liv- Livingston. And <laughs> yeah, Livingston is not sorry like for stepping back in well. time. Livingston is like stepping into an alternative universe where communities never existed. But um, <laughs> that's another story. Yeah. Anyway, the football. actual game, football. Mm. Football happened. We made... Uh, well, Robbie Nielsen made several changes for the game against Cowden Beath. Uh, primarily tactical. Most interesting of which was uh, rejigging the back line so he could push Callum Patterson a bit further forward. That's Why great. do you think he did that, Robert? Um, walls. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> why not? <laughs> Fuck it, I'm Robbie Nielsen. Um, no, it was it was to sort of try out a, a, a plan. Well, we've got a plan B, so it's called a plan C. Um, whereby C for Callum. Yeah. Nope. Um, <laughs> no, it, it was. Yeah, I think it was to to sort of on a boggy pitch, a narrow pitch, to see you know if we could actually hit a target man and find someone up there you know in the first half maybe not so much because he played more as a, a winger Patterson mm-hmm. uh, with Keatings as the, the main man up front but in the second half especially when Keatings went off um, that, that seemed to be the, the ploy uh, change up a bit and obviously it was good to get uh, Mackay and McGee more game time as well yeah. Callum was a big tall beacon at the at the front Oshturk uh, was benched for a, a slight thigh niggle so Bar- uh, Brad Mackay came in for him and uh, Jordan McGee played very ably at right back. The interesting effect of that was it meant that um, on the left-hand side, uh, Eckersley uh, played a lot further forward than he's been doing recently. Yeah, he certainly had a, an inkling of wing-back about him. Uh, he was getting really, really far forward, played very, very well, great touches, and uh, getting balls into the into the box, he's, as he's you great. would want from a, a wing-back. He was a primary outlet in the in the first half, but I kind of felt it was more to do with how Cowden Beath played us. I mean, you say it was a, a, a very narrow pitch, but he was always in acres of space at the, that side. He was our our easiest to hit outlet. Um, it's interesting. I've said before in this podcast that I don't think he because he's not as fast as McCatty, it, it sort of stymies us a little bit going forward. What was interesting in this game and in Livingston is that he's not running any faster but he's thinking faster Yeah. whereas before he would maybe dither before playing the ball forward he's playing nice early passes into like the, the tucked in winger or maybe getting a, a good deep cross in a good deep cross mm. do you like that? I do uh, yeah. I bet you do I, th- I think with Eckersley I don't think he's ever played particularly badly but you can actually see that he's playing really well now if you mm. know what I mean it seems like you know and match ratings is always going to be at least a six. Yeah. <laughs> but now he's sort of hitting eights and nines. I thought he was fantastic against Cowden Beath. I thought he was really, really good. Whether it's him or Robbie, we found a way to fit him into the system. Yeah. And uh, that's nice. Yeah. Still rather have Mackay, but that's me. Yeah, that is you. That is that is me all over. That's you. I yep. think most of us would rather have McCatty, but we're not so bad without him. We can live without him for now. I still, I still think different left backs suit different games, and we're, we're quite lucky to have two left backs who can yeah. play different games. Yeah, we've got options. So we're just generally pretty lucky. Yep, could be worse. We could be Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it. Rangers do have two left backs, but they insist on playing both of them at the same time. Which is <laughs> uh, interesting. Interesting. Yeah, yes. quite. Tactics. But. Cowden Beath, um, uh, Adam Eckersley was instrumental in the first goal. No, do you was... remember how it unfolded, Fridgey? 
No, I was taking a piss. Oh, I was, oh. I was in a, I was going to say cubicle, but no, it was a portaloo. <laughs> wow, that, that sounds exactly like I would imagine the toilet facilities at Cowdenbeath to yeah, be. Yeah, they had so to... They didn't really get a good view of it then. No, no, I heard Probably it. Probably not. 5% less good than what we had. <laughs> Too busy literally looking at your own penis. Well, no, I couldn't even see it. It was so fucking dark. <laughs> And cold. Um, Other reasons. Well, well uh, you remember what happened, don't you, Robert? Yeah, I do. Great little bit of play from uh, Payardo in the centre midfield. Mm-hmm. Chipped uh, a little cheeky through ball to uh, Eckersley, who rushed I believe it's called a dink these days. A dink. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He dinked it through. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eckersley rushed forwards, took it kind of just about inside the box and pulled it back for Keatings. Uh, and then a nice wee right-footed finish, uh, you know. Quite an easy goal to score, but on his right foot and bounce, uh, bouncing up, he did well to angle it into the, the bottom corner. A, a goal I particularly enjoyed just because at about three different stages of the goal, it never looked likely to happen. First of all, Payardo was getting uh, fairly tightly marked in midfield. It looked like he'd held on to it too long before he dinked it through uh, two players that were basically like standing on Eckersley's lungs. Eckersley somehow squeezed through the, yeah. the, the shutting elevator doors. Ran down the wing, put a go, uh, put through a cross, and uh, Keatings, who'd been about twenty yards behind play, somehow materialised. He just sort of like, aye, yeah. transported himself to, yeah. to, to a goal-scoring position. That's that's sign of a good striker, though. What teleportation? Yep. Great. <laughs> uh, yeah, certainly an advanced striker. Yes. Uh, in many ways, uh, but that um, that put us that put us up, and that was more or less it for the for the first half. Not exactly incident-packed, but that was the nice thing about this game. Uh, following on from Aloha, felt very professional, yeah. very composed. I don't think... Well, Cowdenbeath had a couple of chances towards the end, but I never felt threatened. No, not really. I mean, the, the, the guy, uh, Sean Higgins, had a shot on goal and stuff like that. You know, Alex and their finishing was brutal. They had two decent chances, but even when it fell to the guy, I was like, nah. <laughs> You play for Cowdenbeath. There's a reason why. <laughs> Let's be fair at Cowdenbeath. They've got a great PA, yep. which uh, was uh, very, very loud at halftime. But to be further fair to them, they uh, did actually press us back at the start of the, the second half. Um, kind of similar to Aloha, actually, but uh, slightly different. Like Cowdenbeath made a, a tactical change, started to push more down the wings. Uh, they managed to push back Eckersley a bit more, stopped us creating. Um, we started to look a bit like, well, we might not actually score again, but... Again, kind of steady. Um, did you happen to see the second goal, Bridget? I did. I did indeed. Oh, good. I was in a, a good spot for it. Well, you know, uh, comparatively. <laughs> I was in a, a half-decent spot for it. I was there. Yeah, I could <laughs> see it. I you, could see it. You were in the, the village of Cowdenbeath. Yeah, yeah. I was, uh, yeah, within a five-mile circumference of the goal. <laughs> oh, okay. I was in the stadium. Would you care to describe the slightly fuzzy dots as they moved around in your peripheral vision I can describe them grid by grid because I can see like, <laughs> through the fence the whole game was like one of those old fashioned spot the ball competitions that you used to get <laughs> in the programmes but it's been played out before your eyes um, oh yeah I remember the, the ball I can't remember who, who played it who Payardo. it came from Payardo yeah. um, a double assist from Payardo not really though because the first one I believe it's pronounced Pallardo <laughs> Well, the, the last 30 seconds have just been a parade of wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Pallardo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry, Michael Pallardo. Um, wasn't wasn't a dink, it was a, a cross, it was a, it had a lot of power on it. Uh, it came off Patterson's head, 
went about three miles into the sky. Mm-hmm. Uh, Conservatively, three miles, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was probably the only part of the game I could see the ball that wasn't through the fence. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it came down and he chested it absolutely beautifully, controlled it uh, like a master, and then with a thunderbolt, a thunder strike, mm-hmm. a thraker, <laughs> he uh, just about burst the net. The goalie had no chance. A swivelled volley, Robert. A swivelled volley. A thunder spank. It was an absolute fucking beauty. <laughs> it was the sort of goal that... Like, it seems ridiculous to see goals like that in real life anyway, just because they seem slightly video gamey. Yeah. But to see them in a place like Central Park, it just goes, <laughs> no, 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 no. This, this should not be... <laughs> Ah, yeah, I can only imagine what the locals were thinking. <laughs> 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 Which? No! <laughs> what is this? <laughs> they fuck off home in a horse and carriage, but I. Um... They can't afford horses. <laughs> fuck off home in a carriage pulled by other Bethians. <laughs> <laughs> They've all got Flintstones cars. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, seem to re- remember a lot of Subarus. <laughs> they love their cars there. I can't just imagine the stock car racing will be then like frantically running through a hole in the bottom of Chariot. cars. Chariots. No, hundreds of cars but no engines. Um, uh, but yeah, God, it was it was utterly phenomenal. Yeah. Um I think uh and it's it's such a weird thing to happen in the game because <coughs> Callum Patterson is okay as a striker, but he's really not Good. A striker. No. no, he's not. He's not. And he says that himself. Yeah. But like the whole game was like a sort of a festival of like I mean it was exactly the way he played when John McGlynn thought that he was going to be a striker. Like the ball would get pushed up to him, he would win every single header, but he would win it by flicking it forwards when he was already the furthest forward player. Yeah. So um, you know, unless we've got unless, you know, Prince Boabin learns how to break the light barrier at any point. <laughs> um it's probably not a great tactic. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, as as Nielsen was saying afterwards, it's, it's a tactic he wanted to try out, and it was kind of a good game to try it out in. And it did work, um, but, you know, it's not the most effective use of one of our brightest talents. You know, he's a right-back. He says he's a right-back. He knows he's a right-back. Nielsen knows he's a right-back. I think it was just to see, you know, we're looking at strikers, obviously, to bring in, if we can bring in a big guy, then will that help as a sort of backup for Osman Soul? Yeah, Callum. You know you're a right back, and I know that you know that I know that you're a right back, and I know that you know that I know that you know that I'm a right back. So I'm starting you up front. Yeah, <laughs> that's what John McGlynn must have said to him, but then he confused himself in the explanation. <laughs> and that was the whole team talk gone. I just saw John McGlynn going. I know that you know that we know that I know. Oh, uh, oh, the game's I had this all down. Off. <laughs> I had what? this down on a bit of paper. Oh, what do you mean we're one nil down? <laughs> So, great. Uh, the only other thing to take from that game was uh, that because the gargoyle Dean Brett didn't play, I had no <laughs> idea who any of the Cowden Beef players were. I got kind of worried about him. I kind of hope he didn't listen to our last Cowden Beef episode and take it to heart. No, he threw himself in front of a horse and carriage. No, well, I really <laughs> hope he's not like sitting on a church roof somewhere with water pouring out of his mouth just trying to find himself. <laughs> Ah, no, Come he, home, Dean. He, he caught himself in the mirror and then he's still there. <laughs> <laughs> caught himself in the mirror and turned into stone. <laughs> <laughs> Just like that, yeah. Yeah, that's the noise that petrifying flesh makes. <laughs> Probably. Maybe. So, yesterday, Saturday, Livingston Day. Yep. Christmas got in the way, but who really cares about that when there's Hearts games to talk about? Yay. Hey. Was Santa good to you, Fridgey? Santa was pretty decent to me, aye. Great. 
Was Santa good to you? No, no, no. Oh, that's disappointing to hear. I hope he treated you like a dick. Oh. <laughs> um, so we all uh, decamped to Livingston, uh, thoroughly buoyed by our, our friendly neighbour, Severnian, doing us a great turn. What, what, what lovely guys they are. That goal difference, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Like, it, it, Rangers. I mean, I don't want to go on and on about Rangers, but... They fired, help it. they fired McCoy and nothing changed. What can they do now? They're <laughs> actually worse. They're actually worse. <laughs> Honestly, like, what, what are the fans actually going to complain about now in the football inside of it? What are they going to do? It, it's remarkable that... Like, I mean, you had to assume that only Ali McCoy was the one that was stupid enough to keep playing McCulloch at centre-half and <laughs> Stephen Smith in the left wing and not have any speed. Like, keep Templeton and uh, Shields on the bench and insist on two up front when you've got no creativity in your midfield all all that that great stuff but no apparently it was institution wide they, <laughs> they looked at their personnel and thought this is how to play <laughs> we're keeping all these guys in exactly the same places because it's going really well <laughs> did you see uh, did you see Ian Black's wonderful contribution to the game Fridgey no no I didn't catch any of the game I'm afraid he, he, what did he do? He Tell kicked us. a man and got an early booking and then had to be substituted after 31 minutes because he was too raged to play at Easter Road. <laughs> he was genuinely too angry. <laughs> ah, so oh, that be. And, then, and then Chris Boyd came on and did exactly the same as what he did against us. Just kick folk and be shite. Right. Ah. It was wonderful. It was... Uh, I mean, like the only flying the ointment is that it was Hibs that were scoring four goals. Yeah. But, yeah. But that know, makes it even funnier, if you ask me. That must be Hibs Hibs biggest, take. That must be Hibs' biggest win since the turn of the millennium. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest thing about it is, it's like Rangers are literally the only team that Hibs can beat. Like they're the, they're a team that Hibs are absolutely designed to to be better than. They've got pace in the wings. They've got a little bit of creativity, and yeah. they, they've got a decent amount of overlapping. Like, and that's it. They've got nothing in central midfield, and they play us. They'll they'll struggle to create anything. Yeah. Um, it's just hilarious. Yep. Ah, ah. I, love a, I love a bit of Hibs confidence going into a derby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they look so they look so pretty when their tails are up. Why? <laughs> uh, what an image! <laughs> what have you done to me, brain? Good Christ! <laughs> so we made our way to the historic Ammonvale Stadium, uh, and uh, all settled in. So many Hearts fans. Seven and a half thousand of us. We had three times as many stands as the Livingston fans. That's true. Yeah, we did. It was, uh, aye, fucking great. <laughs> it was um, some some turnout. Considering that like, on Friday uh, we'd only sold five and a half thousand, and then Saturday somehow two thousand extra tickets were sold. It's like everybody sort of realised. Oh, wait a minute! It's just over there. <laughs> I can literally get a train. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and get a train they did and. Yeah. Again, interesting, uh, Robbie decided to break out some tactics uh, for this game. Yep. How did it differ? Well, I'll tell you, Robert. <laughs> I can't quite remember. <laughs> well, we decided to revert basically to plan A. We, we went back to, to short passing to uh, Keatings on his own up front with uh, wingers and we replaced the wingers with Billy King and Sam Nicholson making his first start in months and months and months. <coughs> and oh, it was lovely. Wasn't it lovely? I remember that now. They played Jason Holt as well. That's correct. Drop Payardo. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> I remember that all. Yeah. So how did Billy King play? Billy, I've been, I've been saying for a couple of weeks he needed a rest. And he got rested against Cowden Beath and he came back in. And for the first half, anyway, he was bra. Are you Robbie Nielsen in disguise? Because I would find that tremendously exciting. Uh, 
I'll be whoever you want me to be. <laughs> well, we should stop recording there. <laughs> uh, but before we do that, um, just just describe uh, the crazy five minutes that we had in the first half that uh, Billy King was instrumental in. What the, it was one of those things. Like it, it must have been five minutes long, but it seemed so much quicker than that. It was just a, a hurricane of hearts. That's what it was. <laughs> Bit of patter for you there. Uh, no, it was uh, a jam needle. Tartanado, no, no. jam tartanado, uh, short, short. You know, the best thing to do is to draw attention to it. You're right. <laughs> so yes, um, Eckersley again was getting a lot of joy down the left space, quick thinking, and he was releasing Billy King, who was terrorising the uh, Livingston right back, whose name is Four Dice. Sure. Yep. Um, yeah. No. It, it was. It was doing great. Uh, it was. It was Billy King that sort of uh, rushed down the left hand side, took it to the byline. Cut it back for James Keatings to miss from uh, about three inches out. That was a bit of a dullion. Yeah, it was a it was a Keatings chance right in the Keatings zone. Yeah, yeah, right, uh, right where he'd expect a Keatings to be, and Keatings was there. He didn't score it, Fridgy. Fridgy's taking a back seat here because he wasn't at Livingston. Uh, but yeah, yeah, um, I'm like the only Hearts fan that I know that wasn't at. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Keatings missed a sitter. But then he got a great chance to redeem himself merely, I, I think, about three nanoseconds later. Yeah, when yeah. Jason Holt uh, got brought down by four dice. Four dice, four yeah, dice. Four yeah. dice uh, in the penalty area. And yeah, he, he seemed confident enough, went and picked the ball up himself, you know, took it off Gary Glenn. I'm sure that was an experience being face to face with him. Um, put <laughs> that it in, cautionary tale. Yeah, <laughs> put, put it down on the spot and. Uh, Basically, limp Bobby that straight down the middle, and uh, Dean Jameson, the keeper, yep, it, um, saved it, it quite fucking easily. It was a three a.m. five pointer. Oh, of, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was that was the penalty equivalent of whiskey dick. Yeah, he tried to thumb that penalty in, and uh, yeah, uh, Jameson just uh, just said, "It's all right, it happens to everybody," <laughs> and then went to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then he found another strapping man to, <laughs> to score a goal. But it was the same man! It was the same guy, yeah. He went and had a coffee, a bite to eat, <laughs> sobered up, came round and watched the DVD. <laughs> uh, and uh, Billy King put on another immaculate cross, and this time uh, Keatings spanked onto it and spanked it into the spank bag. Yep. <laughs> he did. He did. Uh, no, I, I think my favourite part of that goal actually was Eckersley's uh, Involvement, uh, sort of down the left hand side, and he, with a slide tackle, put a perfect through ball for Billy King, to then go down and uh, and, and put the ball across for for Keatings. So essentially, the first half was basically an immaculate performance. We kept passing. We looked we looked like early season Hearts again. Yeah. It went quickly. It went well. We created chances. Livingston didn't threaten one little bit. Yeah. We should have gone in about three 0 up, and we did not. No, no, it was one 0 one 0 So um. Livingston, in a dramatic break from tradition, given that their last coach was John McGlynn, uh, <laughs> employed some tactics at halftime. Yes, they brought on a hippo, hippo light. Yep. Uh, and instant impact, really. I mean, we were kind of getting flooded in the midfield. They were getting through us very easily. Jordan White became a bit more free up front as well because mm -hmm. hippo light was creating that space. Um, yeah, we, we looked genuinely troubled for most of the, well, not maybe the first 20, 25 minutes of the second half was a bit of a... A dodgy, shaky one. Yeah, Hippolyte played off of White, um, just really uh, drew everybody's attention, but he was so fast he could get away with them. He fed the ball out to the wings superbly, they pushed down there, White got space to create chances for himself. But to be fair, like 
it really looked like Hearts came out the second half thinking the game's won just see it out yeah we were so lethargic um, it looked like we'd had a massive turkey dinner at half time they were all fucked on mulled wine Callum Patterson <laughs> particularly looked like he'd had a flagon of mulled wine he, <laughs> he had a nightmare in the second half Ka- Ka- Callum Patterson genuinely got outpaced by Gary Glenn at one stage and I, I just about upped and left to be honest <laughs> <laughs> this must be a horrible dream <laughs> uh, honestly I had I, I still it's so vivid I still remember it he generally got outpaced by no, Gary fucking Glenn I remember it I remember like remarking, when was the last time Gary Glenn ran anywhere um, so yeah but we held on um, just somehow saw it out um, Danny Wilson was magnificent in that second half Danny Wilson was banging he was he was superb also I mean, the inclusion of Payardo helped us a wee bit that, kinda... that did help us um it did help us to an extent to to take back the midfield, and once Payardo came on, uh, that allowed Sam Nicholson to sort of wake up a bit. He had a couple of good uh, sort of runs down the down the right. Yeah. Um. It's great having Nicholson back because I think he's going to tear Hibs to shreds next week. Yes. Uh. But yeah, it really looked like we were just conserving energy. I mean, to be fair, we had played three games in a week over cold festive period. Blah 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 blah. But Bit of we sought out. It was professional. Danny Wilson is a colossus. We got out there with 15 points clear of Rangers. That's, that's very true. It looked like in the second half, like the Hearts players were kind of just remembering cow and beast and they were all having some sort of horrible <laughs> flashback moment. <laughs> there was bombs going off, <laughs> like children screaming. Goldman's just falling down, sorry. I'm still there, I'm still there. And Prince going, no man, we made it, we made it. <laughs> we're safe now. Yeah, no, yeah, that happened. But, um... The only, I, the only other thing I, I really took from that Livingston game, uh, feel free to discuss this, to shoot me down if you like. Uh, we are looking for um, a backup striker to so for the second half of the season, yeah. just because of our injury problems and our slight lack of depth there, which, um, you know, uh, Keating's having to go off quite early in this game. Relatively early, he got replaced by Gary Oliver. Yeah. Kind of shows. Um, given that he is... Pretty tall, good in the air, and quite fast. I think Jordan White wouldn't be bad if we're just looking for somebody to back up so for the rest of the season. Not sure he could step up next year, but if we're just looking to see it this season, I think he'd be alright. Certainly the only striker in this division out with Hibs on other teams that has impressed. I mean, Malonga is basically the only other player that I thought, yeah, he could maybe do a job out in the heart system. Have you seen any other players in this division that you've thought anything of, Reggie? That you don't consider human beings. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> but seriously. Um, not really, no. I, I, I'm, well, I'm struggling to think. He... I am quite a big fan of that Gavin Riley at Queen of the South. Oh, I think yeah. he's mm-hmm. a very good young striker. Uh, I think he could possibly make a step up as well. Jordan White, you know, I don't disagree with what you're saying. I, I, I don't think he'd be terrible for us, but we would have to pay money for him and I don't really see us doing that. It'll be a loan or a free transfer if we get anyone in. I mean, the other the other argument too is we are so far ahead now. Yeah. If we beat Hibs next week, it's going to be very difficult for us to lose this league. Yeah. We could probably do it just with the players that we've got. Possibly, yeah. A loan might not be a bad shout. Yeah. Might not we'll be. See but, us you through know, to the end of the season. But if, somebody, if the right player's not there, maybe it's not. Well, that's, that's, what, worth it, yeah. that's what Nielsen and Levine have been saying. You know, if, if the right player doesn't make himself available, then it's fine. We can still manage with mm-hmm. the guys we've got. But in an ideal world, they would like to get someone in. They've obviously been watching quite a lot of players. So, yeah. See what happens. But, yeah. yeah. Yep. 
Yeah. Looks pretty positive. Yeah. Certainly does. Yeah. That's quite an understatement, to be honest. Yeah. 15 points. That's your bag, though. Understated. <laughs> Sometimes. Okay, um, no time for emails this week as we are on a very tight clock because uh, Freddie's going away for a lovely meal, aren't you, Freddie? Yeah, I'm going to meet my, my parents and my. Ah, we didn't ask for your life story. Screw you, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I hope you have a lovely time. Sure. Yep, I will. Good. So we just have time to sing songs and. Uh, it's, it's welcoming back somebody that was sung about before is the captain Danny Wilson uh, because he was magnificent he was he was great in, in both games kind of untested against Kevin Beath a wee bit but um, second half against Livy he was absolutely he was a rock won everything completed all his passes yep. just generally was great a sentinel of fantastitude <laughs> <laughs> um, who would care to begin? Fridgey uh, sure, why not? Okay. Let's get myself in the zone here. <laughs> the games come hard in humdrum towns. These towns will drag you down. The games come hard in humdrum towns. These towns will drag you down. Wilson, Wilson, you make it look like nothing. Wilson, Wilson. <laughs> You make it look like nothing. <laughs> God, you've, 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 yeah, you've outfridged yourself. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I fridged myself. You've taken it to a whole new fridge. <laughs> you, you've gone freezer. You didn't know I could actually sing. <laughs> Not sure I know that yet. <laughs> uh, Robert? Yeah, uh, time constraints are telling in this one. <laughs> <laughs> You can't shove our Danny off the ball. <laughs> oh, you can't shove our Danny off the ball. Oh, you can't <laughs> shove our Danny. Danny. You fucking high be funny. Oh, you <laughs> can't shove our Danny off the ball. Oh, tremendous! <laughs> oh, we haven't had high be funny mentioned in the song. Yet. Oh, that was very good. That's usually a staple of my songs. That's a hallmark of a Borswick. <clears throat> okay. The Jambos are winning cause Danny's keeping all the other teams out. <laughs> Keep a clean sheet and feed it to Keats and we'll never be beat. Head the ball out, Danny Wilson, head the ball out. Big man, you are the captain. Fucking yeah. Great round of songs. Well, well done, man. Who wins? Heidi uh, Funny, Heidi uh, Funny wins. Ah, oh, yes. Yeah. I win. Thanks, guys. Thank you. That is well the sentiment of the season. Yep. <laughs> oh, well, that, that brings us to the end. We said short episode, press for time, blame Fridgy, blame Fridgy for everything always. Blame Christmas, man. Blame Fridgy. Blame Fridgy. I'll take the blame, sorry. Uh, but yeah, we'll be back next week. Yeah. <laughs> the Derby! It's yeah. the Derby next week! Oh. I love Derby's. We could be 22 points clear of Hibernian next week. We could so be. So nice well. to be able to relax before a game. We have 50 points. We have won. 50 points. We're literally halfway through the season. If we continue this, logically, I'm no mathematician, but that adds up to 100 200 points. Po- uh, wait, 100 points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, my goodness. All the points. Yeah. We have all the points. Wait, score predictions? Uh, 5-1. <laughs> I think 22 in That's a row. Cliche. 22 goals in a row. <laughs> 22 in a row. 22-0. I'm going to say 2-1. Uh, or 3-2. Two. 2-1. Two, 
Two one three two. Coward. Oh well. To hearts. <laughs> coward. Oh, okay. Okay. Three, if you want to tell Robert how much of a coward he is. Yeah. You could tweet us, couldn't you? Yes, you can tweet us at we have no cares. And could they tweet you directly? Could they yep. give you that abuse? I, I welcome the personal abuse. I actually revel in atmospheres when I'm getting abused. <laughs> um, just like Ian Black. No, it's at RF Borthwick for myself. Uh, Nichols is at Nickel here. I'm not even going to let him tell you that. No, I, but I will retweet all your abuse to Robert. <laughs> so at me, bro. <laughs> uh, I'm Fridgy at Fridgy Town. And I'll tweet pictures of Robert so that if you see him in the street, you can abuse him directly. Thanks, man. No worries. <laughs> That'd be great. What a partnership we've got going on here. You can email us, wehavenocares at gmail.com. You can check out our Tumblr, which has lists of every previous episode and every single way that you can listen to it. Be All that, the episodes. Be that YouTube, be that iTunes, be that RSS. <coughs> Any way that this can be listened to, you can find it at wehavenocares.tumblr.com. Yep. Hope you all had a great Christmas. Hope you all have a tremendous new year. And join us for Hearts versus Hibernian. Hibs. Uh, uh, Steve Crawford. Steve Crawford. Steve Crawford. Hey, baby! Amaruso, that's a run, it's a dive!